You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Always Draft Season podcast, part of the Packernet Podcast Network, a podcast that loves first round reactions. It loves Eric DaCosta and just likes to draft good players, man. That's what we're here for, and that's what we're we'll talking about for the next few months now. And welcome if you're just kind of joining us because the Packers season just ended. That's understandable, but it's good to be here and it's good to be back in a full team because Mason Thompson is here with myself, Jake Shavank. So it should be fun. Mason, how are you doing? You ready to get back into draft season? Oh, yeah, definitely getting ready back into the swing of things after almost a four-month break. Uh, sorry for that, for keeping you lonely, seemingly. It was a tough but kind of worthwhile season here at Whitewater, doing a lot more coaching aspects and recruiting stuff, getting ready into more of the recruiting role this uh, right now and getting more into the draft season, obviously. So, yeah. Yeah, and this is this is when we need you, right? The, the, we, we're <laughs> taking the filler out of – watch these guys in these games and it's time to put some grades on these guys and, and kind of rank them and go as deep as we can. Cause obviously this year, the two of us now have an added three months basically onto, onto uh, what we had last time. So this will be a lot of fun. We'll be able to not go crazy with two or three shows a week of just like hour and a half trying to squeeze everything in. We're going <laughs> to be able to take this a little bit slower and come at you guys. We'll see if we're going to go two a week. And I think it would make sense a little bit just if we're going to do, a lot of team stuff and that'll obviously include the Packers, but a lot of others. And then we'll just kind of deep dive prospects and another show. We'll figure that out uh, when we get there, but we wanted to start this off uh, the best way we can. I think Mason, I want to ask you this, a little ceremonious kickoff here. If you had a few sentences, you know, as kind of, you know, an introduction to a paper and you're like, how do I pull people in? What do I need to say about this draft class? What are you going to say? I would maybe kind of say like unprecedented a little bit um, just because of like the unknown with the quarterback position right now at the top, just like who's taking one, who's taking what, who's moving up because, you know, there's so many teams right now that you can say, oh, this team could potentially take a quarterback. I know that 
you listen to Stock Exchange podcast, they talked about like how there's almost half the league is they're, they're unsure of who like their starter could be. Like it's not set in stone. So it's another year where quarterback is just a major question mark. Uh, it's another year where a running back could be taken in the first round, which a lot of people are really excited about that. Uh, I know that you've kind of ruffled some feathers on Packers Twitter a few times with <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, yeah, times. it's a lot of quarterback talk, a lot of running back talk. Not as yep. much like receiver heavy at the top, I yeah. would necessarily say. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we we like defensive backs here a lot, so I think it's a good class for that. But it's just sure. all all around. I think it's just kind of like unprecedented and unknown a little bit, like last year. Yeah, and I think again, if you're just tuning in, like this, I think perhaps the most unprecedented thing we could see, especially for those that are interested in the dynasty fantasy football community, the running backs, the running back landscape will be drastically different when we're sitting here uh, seven months from now, <laughs> sitting in August in training camp, because you have so many free agents with a lot of pretty high profile guys, you know, Jacob Sparkly, Miles Sant, a lot of these guys, Aaron Jones for the Packers might not be on the team next year. The Cowboys have two guys who might not be on their team. Like there's going to be so much shift on what teams are going to have at running back because of how good this class is at running back. Even with Blake Corum going back to school, there's still just a bunch of studs at the top. We're even waiting for a few more to declare. Right, Charbonnet is Charbonnet officially declared. I think he did. Okay, then this check mark is off. But I know Kendra Miller has not yet decided. Yeah. Kendall Milton probably will go back to Georgia if yeah. I were to guess. Uh, but there's a few more th- that are you know a few guys down the list that we're kind of waiting on. That brings up the other thing that I was going to bring this up as well. The kind of in the wider scope of things, you brought up the quarterbacks. We have a top quarterback. With I believe what four, five days to go, yeah. before the deadline has not said anything yet. And that is C.J. Stroud yeah. from Ohio State. Any concerns about this? Like this is just a weird thing for me. Like I feel like when you see like Paris Johnson declaring this week and Luke Weipler declares this week, a center yeah. that we might not have thought would have declared necessarily. What what are we doing? What are we waiting on with Stroud here? Is is this like legit? I don't necessarily think so because, like, if you look at it, like, he's going top five for sure. Unless something wild happens like it did with Fields a few years ago. It's just, like, my question is, what are you getting out of? I mean, yeah, you could compete for national championship, I guess, but you're losing a lot on the offensive side of the ball. Sure, you'll get Marvin Harrison Jr. fully healthy in the playoffs, hopefully. But it's, like, you still have Caleb Williams. Drake May may come out you the other guys so it's just like a little bit of you're gonna get picked in the top five in my opinion for sure yeah i think it's kind of a no-brainer at this point i mean i would agree i just yeah i i I, everybody loves bryce young and i love bryce young but he's a size outlier it's not like unheard of to say cj stroud is a clear-cut qb1 for a lot of teams and for a lot of people in this space I mean, it's it's betting on an outlier with Young. So, like, Stroud could easily end up quarterback one of this class. And with with the urgency that some teams are going to have, I, 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 I don't know what it is. I, I'm very surprised that we aren't sitting here, you know, four days or five, whatever it is, out, and he he's still mulling it over. I'm not sure what's going on there. I, I still imagine he will. But 
I don't know. There's there there yeah. were some rumblings. There were some rumblings about Marvin Harrison Jr. potentially going to USC. Yes. Yeah, so there was stuff of that stuff. But anyway, we're getting a little off topic. But <laughs> the quarterbacks at the top. Just to discuss really where we're at with with some of these, we're going to talk about some of the teams here that are in the top ten. And I, I obviously want to talk. I, I know Packers fans hate talking about these guys. They love it when Ryan does laughing at the enemy with these guys. Right? This is we love to clown on them. They're three and fourteen. They stink. But the Chicago Bears have the number one overall pick, and the Colts basically played a little three D chess, I'd say, on him with with Jim Irsay at the end, sign of saying, you know what, two fourth downs, why don't you let him convert <laughs> those? Uh, so they're not at the number one pick. The Bears have it. Houston moves to number two. Where, where, Mason? How do you think this number one pick stuff gets sorted out with the Bears? Is it any any way possible they stay there and pick a blue chip defensive talent? I wouldn't necessarily think so. Just because there's, like you've said, Indianapolis, like in my opinion, is the clear-cut like answer for both teams. It's simple. Both Chris Ballard and Ryan Bowles worked together in Kansas City when they were there. They've It's worked out for both teams. Indianapolis can go out and get their quarterback. Chicago drops down three spots, gets more capital, and they'll still get one of most likely Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. That's what they so choose. I think it works out very well for both teams. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even if Houston doesn't take a quarterback, you know, Arizona yeah. might just take a receiver. You know, they're going to trade Hopkins. They, they need another receiver if they trade Hopkins. So they might just take Quentin Johnson at three. Who knows? But that's all, a serious, <laughs> all seriousness, though. I, I wouldn't rule that out. There's anyway. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, if the Colts jump the Bears right, or jump, not jump the Bears, they trade with the Bears and jump yep. Houston. Who do you think the Colts will take? with the top spot if that is indeed what happens in the near future here. The weird, did you getting off topic a little bit, just staying on topic. Did you watch Chris Ballard's press conference the other day? I did watch it. Yes, it was. So I think it's an important one to, it's very important up. to watch and to yep. not take context out of. I was, I woke up and I saw some quotes taken out of context and I just watched the whole entire and he said that he needs to learn from his mistakes. So what does that mean? Because he likes the big, you know, cannon arm quarterbacks. So that could potentially mean this whole entire flare up will Levis potentially, but we all know how that works. Um, oh yes, we do. I don't toughness necessarily... and grit, baby toughness, grit, leadership. You love yeah. those qualities in a quarterback. Yeah. Like, I think it like really Levis. depends on, there's a lot to do with Indy just because they still don't have a head coach. I think if it's Ben Johnson, I really think that Bryce Young and Ben Johnson just hit it off immediately just with that system and what they already have in place with JT, Pittman, Pierce, the offensive line. If it you know gets back to what it was two years ago, that's just me anyways. I think it could also be Shroud, but that did just – you don't know anything at this point. <laughs> I, 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 I don't imagine – it would be Richardson. Yeah. Even though I think I'd probably take him over Levis if oh, we have yes. the choice, right? I have a feeling that it's, yeah, it's going to be one of those three. And I, I think you brought up a great point with Ben Johnson. And I think that's whoever they hire, I think is going to potentially change how they view it, even though it really shouldn't, yeah. if they're choosing between Stroud and Young necessarily, I think both yeah. can do both things. We've seen CJ Stroud now 
go absolutely nuclear <laughs> out of structure against the number one defense in college football for four quarters and was a missed kick away from winning the game and going to the national championship where he really could have stamped it and also probably run TCU out of the building. Maybe not as bad, but yeah, Stroud really proved something in that game that, you know, that was awesome. Like he was just on a heater dealing out of structure. He, he took some risks that you don't maybe often see him do. There was a throw backed up in the end zone that was just, just out of the reach of Harrison in between two guys and basically cone yep. coverage there. Oh, if that, he hit that, like that was, he, he dealt in that game. So yeah, I, I, if they're concerned about young's height, like Stroud, Stroud should be that. Yeah. yeah. Stroud should be that dude at one. And I wouldn't, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, oh, wow, they passed on young. Like, I understand what oh, yeah. teams are going to have to do here. They're going to have to bet. Like, he's 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 listed. Okay. We have a listed height at six foot 194. Now, the Rising Draft database has 5'11", 194. He won't be that. Uh, he's not we're be looking at maybe 5'9 and some change might, would be my guess. Yep. And probably in the 180s, even if he adds a few pounds on before like the combine weighing and stuff, I can't imagine he gets over 190 nope. by then. Just Otherwise, the it'll, it'll be weird. I think it'll look like he put on if he gets into 190s because you'll be able to tell. But like, that's what we're dealing with with Bryce Young. Like, this just is the a size picture. outlier. Just the picture of him next to Kyler. If you see if you see the picture, it's just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, it's resounding and everything. It just shows like this is... Like we we've known that like colleges have increased the height or the weight or whatever, and this is almost like two to three inches, so it's kind of a big deal for a potential number one pick. Yeah, yeah, which is why I don't think like that's like Bryce Young has the best film of anybody right oh, now, yeah. but like I would understand the idea of like okay, he might not go one. It's not like slam dunk just yet. Like we see what Stroud can do at his at his peak and. We know the NFL is going to really enjoy Will Levis and, and Mayo in their coffee, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But like that's, that's not going anywhere. And that's, that's the, I think that's an important distinction to make as we're traversing through this. Like we're not going to grade him very high, I imagine. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, final grades have not been submitted, I believe, for either of us yet on him, but. Oh. I don't think we're going to be like, yes, top five pick. This is a no no brainer type of player. Like it's very clear that it's not that. But we know what the NFL does. We, mm-hmm. we know what's going to happen. I mean, he's a fifth year senior. I, I can't imagine he doesn't find himself down in Mobile when all is said. Yeah, and done. I think there's he's only gotta get down five there. quarterbacks. Yeah, it's weird as of right now. That's the whole the entire like all star lineup is kind of just weird with Shrineball kind of taking the bigger kind of talk this year from what everyone was saying is that they were going to switch off. So it's just kind of murky a little bit with like the senior bowl roster at this point. Yeah. Right now there's only five. So Levis could be that sixth guy. Yeah. They're waiting. I think that's probably what they're waiting on for, I guess. for the senior bowl. I, I, I don't think it'd be anyone else. Hennon hooker would have, I, it still makes sense for him to go down there if he would, but like, yeah. It feels like Levis will be that guy, and I think the NFL is gonna. There's gonna be a lot of buzz out there. There's gonna be a lot of push to get him to one of those games, is my guess. Yeah, I, I would imagine he's in one of them for sure. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, the Bears obviously said yeah. So we think the Colts are probably the biggest suitor. Is there anybody dark horse in that area that you could think would make the move to one? I mean, I guess Carolina, maybe. Depending on what they want, because yeah. like they almost made playoffs even with their coach getting fired mid year. I mean, that division is just a disaster. Like you could pull in a car or a Garoppolo and you might be the favorite for that division next year. I, I think so. you definitely are. I, like the, he makes, I mean, DJ Moore having anybody to throw the, him the yes. ball. Like Sam Darnold's legitimately been the best player who's thrown him yes. the ball. And like, that's not like, oh, wow, Sam Darnold. That's like, oh my gosh, Sam Darnold's the best option you have. That's and to be fair, he did prefer, per, perform pretty well down the stretch, Darnold. Yes, he, yeah, he did. So and, they might, it might be a whole entire play Darnold this year and try to get the developmental rocket ship arm quarterback. And of course, there was the what 43 pick move up to get Matt Corral. Yeah. That GM is still here. Yep. So, yeah, Carolina may be an outside shot. Do you think Vegas would entertain that at all? I, I have that's no a, idea. it's going to be a lot for Vegas because it's no probably going to turn into a bidding war. That's going to be a yeah. lot for them to give up. I just don't understand what the plan is there. Like, at all. Are they wanting a rookie? Are they wanting a Brady? Are they wanting a Garoppolo? Do they want to flip Carr for, like, Mac Jones? I mean, maybe. That's the only thing I could think of. Like, Mac Jones' EPA, like, the efficiency metrics were actually pretty decent for him as a rookie. Yeah. And, like, if McDaniels likes him that much, so maybe that's that's where they're going. I don't know where they're going. We're going to have to cover a lot of these teams, certainly, and talk about what the draft is going to look like for them. But, like, yeah, I, I the Raiders are interesting. Would Houston move up to one to block them <laughs> out? Because yeah. that's off. Because that probably means twelves in that in that potential package. Yeah, you'd probably have to do twelve and like maybe get a three back or something like that. Yeah, four, third which, or fourth, which would be a great option for Chicago. Yeah. Which again brings us back to a little bit of Chicago. Like obviously, I think both of us would say like, well, if you can get Anderson or Carter, great. Yeah, where. Do they need to keep moving back if if they like I've, because I've there is that it, thing, but... right? We talked about this, or I did at least when the when the trade deadline went down, they traded a basically a first rounder for Claypool. They did. And that is that was wild then. It looks even worse now. They're sitting they'll be have a they'll have a pick in the fifties wherever Baltimore gets eliminated. Yeah. Do do you consider that? It's very hard because Adding Carter or Anderson to your line makes it just infinitely better from jump. I, I think Chicago's in just like a super like difficult conversation for us to talk about because they also have a bajillion dollars to spend in free agency. Yeah. So it really just depends on what they want to do with that. I've seen the mocks where everybody just moves down and moves down and moves down with them and gets all these picks for like 2024 and everything. Yeah. But their front seven outside of like maybe one or two players is probably the worst in football yeah right now so i think getting a guy like anderson or carter if you do move back maybe maybe it is like a carolina maybe it is a vegas maybe you take the bite on tyree wilson yeah i have no idea i don't i know obviously murphy's gonna be in that conversation but i think like you said murphy might go to seattle at five and or Atlanta at seven. Yeah. So you're kind of putting yourself out of potentially three, you know, top 10 type of players, but Tyree Wilson would obviously, yeah. Then be in that conversation. 
tackle for that, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, would that be, that's got to be. We know that because, like, it depends like, on what they think of the guys they have in the room too. Yeah, like because, like, if we look at Chicago's draft, it wasn't horrendous. Like, no, Vilas Jones pick was was bad. <laughs> um, it was bad. Like, you know, I, Kyler Gordon struggled. That yeah. there's no doubt about that. Brisker, Brisker, was, Brisker well. needs a running mate, and he'll, I think, be in great shape. Uh, Braxton Jones actually played well for a fourth-round yes. rookie. Uh, I know, like, listen, he may not be, like, oh, insanely good graded, but, like, for a fourth-round rookie stepping up, yeah. like, we need to, yeah, like, played solid. And then Sanborn. Yeah. What a solid year from a linebacker that they kind of moved on. They move on from Roquan Smith. Obviously, it, almost looking good for both at this point because the yeah. Bears need the capital and the Ravens got their stud who has really transformed that defense down the stretch, but the bears have a lot to do. They've got a yeah. lot of work to do. And so like maybe Houston two and 12 would be extremely helpful for them rather than future stuff. It gives you a little bit of yeah hope for this year. You're moving, but yeah, it also like, does the complete opposite for Houston. Right. Oh yeah. Houston. That would be, that would be honestly dumb on Houston's part. I think I'd be like, okay with Stroud or young. Yeah, and you're getting one. Right? Yeah, like I'd be okay with that, but like, yeah, Houston's got a lot of their own things to figure out that we'll have to go dive in deep to for sure. Uh, when we get to them, a couple other teams I want to talk about in the top, you know, top ten or so. The Cardinals. I mentioned the nonsense that could happen. <laughs> I thought potentially with the Kime and, and Kingsbury firings that maybe Kyler Murray was next. But no, it sounds like Kyler Murray is going to be integral in helping them pick out a new coach. So, but it does sound like DeAndre Hopkins on the move. That's fine, I guess. You want to unload him. You got Hollywood yeah. Brown. You're believing in, in in Murray and Brown as your you know connection that you're going to rely on in the future. Boy, they've got a lot to work on as well. This is a roster that's that needs some help. I mean, we talked about it like after the draft last year, we kind of both were like, what are you doing a little bit? Yeah. Like the whole entire trading a first for Brown and taking a tie down you didn't need in the second. Yeah. And a couple of hybrid defensive linemen that yeah. you, you're struggling to find a position for. It's just, it's an issue with Arizona. Like they have, they have needs all across the offensive line. Aren't they also in trouble with the cap? Like really bad. Yeah, I think there's a few things, and that might be why they're trying to relieve. And trying to get Hopkins out. Some designation of when they trade Hopkins. They probably potentially get, help them out. Wouldn't they get rid of Ertz, too, at this point, just because they know? He might right? even be. Yeah, there's a lot with Ertz. He's owed over $12 million the next two years. Yeah. Right? There, there's a lot. That you, already, you took McBride in the second, so it's just kind of. And he played well. Yes, especially uh, down, down the stretch. The stretch in the final so. Few weeks, yes. So they had they need so much and yeah. credit to Vance Joseph on defense for getting anything out of that unit this year. Yeah, because that was potentially one of They're the bottom three units in the league this year, talent wise. And Vance Joseph actually made them competent, like top twenty. So it's this is they're in a tough situation. If it's if a team, say, like Carolina or if Las Vegas wants to get up and get whoever they want, I think Arizona would be a good spot for it. Yeah. If, if Just because they need so much. But they also, like Chicago, their defensive front just 
needs help. And Zach Allen's a free agent. Yeah, Byron Murphy, free agent as well. Like there, yeah, this is. It's very clear to me that Carolina is the best job. Um, yes. To inherit. Yes. Uh, if you're a coach, because it just looks it looks not barren compared to everything else. I know there was a lot of talk about you know does this relates to the draft about trading Brian Burns, but like man, no. Like you're going to have a coach that's going to be able to come in and maybe it is D'Amico Ryans who has Derek Brown, who has Brian Burns, who has JC Horn, who has Jeremy Chin. You know, there's, there's pieces to move around this defense and the offensive line's actually not bad at all. Like they're actually decent for what, you know, for what's there right now. You know, they got a lot of Bradley Bozeman at center this year. They just, you know, they, they need a running back. Bijan. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sick. But they also good quarterback, right? And they they're quarterback yeah. kind of away from uh, probably being NFC South champs, and then you kind of work yeah. from there. So it's probably the best job to have. One last yeah. question for you on a team basis before we take a break here, and we go to the prospects in general, and then Mason's going to have a Green Bay elevator pitch uh, because I kind of walked through it earlier this week. Wanted to get an episode out for you guys as well to keep two a week going, and I want to give Mason that. But last, but certainly not least. Do you push the chips in if you're Detroit? For a quarterback? Yes. Being like what ships though? Like what are what is the offer? Are you saying to get up to one? Are you saying to get up to three? I would see what you can do. If Chicago's willing to talk, I would potentially be okay moving up to one. Now you got to remember, like Detroit's actually in a pretty good position here, yeah, draft capital wise, right? Like we're looking at for them, um, what do they have? I'm going to look at really quick. I, I had it before. Okay. Yeah. 6, 18, 48, and 81, I believe, or what they have. Like, that's. Let me check again. 6, 18, 48, 50. Oh, they have Minnesota's 59, too. <laughs> so they have five picks in the top 85. Oh, boy. If there was ever a time like next year, this is the thing though, right? Like you, you have to play your chips, right? If you don't yeah. this year, because you ha- don't have a, you do not have an LA Rams one next year. You do not have it. And I can't imagine. No, they're going to be picking first. No. So the ransom, they're making cost the playoffs. A lot more. Next year. Right. They're making the playoffs. Next year. Right. So if you are the Detroit lions, Mason, are you pushing the chips in now? I would probably know knowing now that they have Minnesota's second, which right. I didn't know about. Yeah. Probably. If just imagine if you don't have to. What if Richardson slips well, to five? Well, well, <laughs> well. What if Richardson well. slips to oh it's six, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, but well, this is the other thing, and this is a possibility, and I know we're getting into the real yeah. fan fiction part of this thing, but like what if it's one young to Levis or one Stroud to Levis. I would be like Arizona. Here's six and 18. Give us three immediately. Yeah. We'll take young or Stroud here. And boy, are we cooking? Cause I just, to me, Jared Goff is a hundred percent a player and get you to the postseason, and should have, to be honest, if the officials, we're doing anything correct down the stretch in the Rams game in Seattle. Yep. They'd be in the postseason right now. Now they 
of course they could have beat Carolina. Yeah, that they, was they, about they could to say. Taken, they could have... There was some business to take care of. There's also, you know, business to take care of in the early part of the season, yeah. you know, go two and five instead of one and six. But yeah, they're right there. They're going to get in the playoffs with Jared Goff. I, I have no doubt of that. I think the issue is know, once yeah. you get there, do you trust a guy who New England just absolutely made him crap his pants in the Super Bowl? You've seen what he did. We we watched the Green Bay game. Yeah. Knuckleball after knuckleball out there. It did not look good. I know there's going to be talk about Bryce Young and cold weather and that type of thing. But oh, like, yeah. I think you can. It, they're such a difficult team just because they have so right. much capital. Right. There. But the thing is, is their defense is needs so much work. Oh, it's bad. I understand. Yeah. If you can somehow, like, say it's you give up six in the late, the earlier second, you say throw in like a two next to you or something, and you move back from eighteen. Yeah, there could be a lot of maneuvering that goes on for them. Like they did it this year. Yeah, they 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 They've move shown up for Jamison. They can, yeah, they'll, they'll trade away for for a pick for Hawkinson. They'll, they'll Brad Holmes will be aggressive when he has yeah. to be. I'm I'm just saying there's also free agents that could help the defense. Yeah. Uh, if you're again, looking at like what what's what's concerns you most about the defense right now, if you're that definitely DBs outside of Okuda. Okay, so Jesse Bates is a free agent. Byron Murphy's yeah. a free agent. Yeah. Um, you can get Weatherspoon. Jordan Poyer's a free agent. If you know if you yeah. want to go super veteran route as well. Yeah. Go chips all the chips, it's it's there. It also depends on it's if there. Johnson leaves too, because who's going to be the OC? This that is a fair question. Um, I would love to just be like, what would you? What do you need to stay here? How many? Yeah. How many? How much can we put on that check for you to to stick around, right? And then you got Ballard, one up and in, then it's just a James back Bradbury is a free agent. Yeah. So. <laughs> so there's there's a lot that you could. So so yes or no? What are you doing? Probably, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. To one, whatever it takes. If the Bears I don't will think listen. Chicago does that. I know. I but if you know unless they're have, absolutely Chicago blown would away. ask Chicago might have to ask for all of these. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. these picks that we're talking like about. Like Arizona, like I think Arizona is like oh. no doubt if there's a yeah. quarterback that slips, if somehow Levis goes in the top two. Because I, I know there was talk about Houston liking him more than Young at one point. This is why I think Stroud Levis could be one too. It's just and smoke boy, Brad Holmes is going to love months. Bryce Young. It's Brad Holmes is going to love. Season. Oh, I know it is for sure. <clears throat> so, like, if I were Detroit, I'll say this: I would ask Chicago. Yeah. At least I'd be like, so, how much are you going to rob me, um, <laughs> and, and let me know. But I, they're right there. They are. I don't right think. There. When are these conversations right. going to be had? It's going to be down in like Indy, correct? It's going to be like scouting combine. Yeah, I don't imagine we see a move in the next month. No. I, I don't think. Um, it's got to be like another month and a half. Yeah. Because, like, I've thought about it. Because, like, it was an immediate like thought. Like, Ballard holes work together. Go to Indy. Just talk it out. Just like we didn't Sneed and the Titans talk about that the one time and everything. Yeah. 
I think so, that is. I don't. Yeah, I don't think those two trades. No, were done very early in the offseason. No. They might. They were probably pretty close to the new league year, honestly. Yeah. So. I I just think I, I man, just they're they're sitting there. At six, unfortunately, Baker won some games. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd be in a good. That's another conversation we can have at that point. Oh yes, there is that Baker conundrum for funsies. Uh, one more team I want to talk about really quickly, and then we'll go. We'll go to it. Uh, so you're Tennessee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's literally you know, right in his mouth. I, I went to this game. I went to this game. I watched the Packers lose to Tennessee, Tennessee seven and three. I thought, okay, well, dang it. I thought the Jags were going to the playoffs this year. They're not stinks. Would have loved to see it happen. And then Tennessee loses seven games in a row. Now, obviously Tannehill didn't play in all of those, but not a great look. Um, it's also, well, yeah. I guess it isn't even as big a news that like Malik Willis didn't play in these games. Oh, yeah. He's a third round pick. He's a third round pick. I don't think the outrage needs to be that high. Like you, they were trying to get in the postseason, right? We're not developing a quarterback, right? We're seven and we're seven and seven. We got to get somewhere. Yeah. Like this is, yeah. So what, what are you doing? You have pick 11, you have. I believe a free agent in at tackle, right? Is Luan a free agent? He's not a free agent. No? He might retire. Oh, okay. The free agent on the O-line is Nate Davis. That's right. Yeah, Nate Davis is a free agent too. And <clears throat> I saw him. Oh, Luan's got one more year. One more. Luan's year. got one more year, but they saved like what? 13, 15 something if they caught him? Yeah. And they're 20-ish on over the cap right now. And their line consists of yeah, the tried bad. and true Jamarco Jones, Dylan Radens, who moved into guard. Petit Frere. Yeah, Frere, who did not have a good year. How long is Ben Jones going to be there? Yeah, um, he's got a, he's got the void year in 24. Like, they're in a – It's big, bad. Uh the Derrick Henry numbers are not – oh, they've actually voided it, but it's going to be 16. Tannehill's number is 36 million yeah. next year. And Robert gonna... Woods has monstrous numbers. Yeah, he's getting cut. 14, 16 and 24, 18 million and 25. Dupree's probably getting cut. Yeah, Dupree's got – they are in trouble. They're – that's like another god, that Dupree numbers. Oh my gosh, and Landry has huge numbers. He's been isn't Dupree like, if they cut got... him, they save like almost 17. Yeah, there's there's big they'll, they'll be able to maneuver, but like you're saving almost 45 to 50 if you cut Dupree, Robert Woods, and Lawan. Yeah, which which puts you at now... like 30, and then you have to re-sign Nate Davis, which that might be anywhere between like Eight to eleven and a half, most likely. Yeah, Davis is. I mean, if I'm Detroit, I'd be like, "Hey, Dave, Nate Davis, or Chicago. Like this yeah. is this is no, a no brainer. Like this Nate is Davis becomes because of Elton Jenkins. Nate Davis becomes a very coveted player. For yeah, as as much as like we've we kind of correct me if I'm wrong, but we kind of knew that this was the last draft that Tennessee did was kind of looking for the future. Yeah, I mean they they. They took two receivers. Well, yeah. 
we both I think liked a pretty yes. decent amount. I, I yes. wasn't on the love train for for Traylon Burks necessarily, but he was good was enough to fun. to warrant that pick. Um, it was more Phillips for me instead of Burks. yeah. I know Mason liked Phillips yeah. a lot. I, I that was fine, and, and Burks was you know they that was. Okonkwo, obviously. Sixth, that was the sixth guy was Burks off the board. Yeah. But they got, yeah, Okonkwo, but like they they definitely built for that. And obviously Vrabel didn't like that. So Vrabel wants to contend now. So that so that puts you them can't. in a weird spot. You literally but, can't. Oh, I, I understand. But Vrabel, I don't think, wanted any part of what Robinson did in back in um, April. So that's, I mean, that's where we're at, right? Robinson literally saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, and he got like, and he got fired for it for some reason. He got but if, fired for it, and now you're sitting there wondering who's going to be your GM, or is it going to be a Vrabel, yeah, Bill O'Brien type potential? <laughs> As Jake puts his head into his hands, they're they're in trouble. Gross. Like yeah. Westbrook, I mean, pick eleven. Yeah. What are we doing? Westbrook Akini is a free agent. Who's going to be your wide receiver too? Phillips. He's going to be a slot guy. Here's the thing. Like I and I know people are. You have to take one of the top three tasks, assuming Broderick oh, yeah. declares. There's no way. I mean, Skaronsky's a Rabel guy. That that almost, yes. if he's there, is like, put that in pen. Like, it should but be the, the thing picture, is, is like, you have so they have many a lot other, to do. You have so many other needs. It's almost like best available at tackle, receiver, or like pass rusher. I wouldn't even consider receiver if I were them. Yeah. They're, like, the, their trenches classes, are, the trenches are a nightmare. Yeah. You got to fix that. But I, I know what you're saying. Like, they, Tannehill still needs more more juice in that room. I is he if he's even there? Yeah, they that's just the blow it up, thing, right? Well, no, I don't think Brable's going to blow it up. I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I, I think they're still in the a team that would try to clear cap space for Aaron Rodgers if Aaron Rodgers was available to them. If they don't like Tannehill, because they have what a second place schedule next year, which gives them Miami, Baltimore. Yep. I don't know what division they play against. Yeah, I don't know, but they're they're not the, gonna. They're do the, they're the AFC Saints. They're the AFC yeah. Saints. They're gonna think that we're fine. Yeah, they're not we're fine, fine. <laughs> but they're not. Fine. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we will take a break now, um, quick for you guys, and we'll be back again with some prospect talk. Now a little less team stuff, getting the nitty gritty of the draft, and Mason's elevator pitch, of course. <laughs> In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones 
by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, back guys on the It's Always Draft Season podcast. Um, we film these in two parts for the most part, uh, or record these in two parts. We were talking a little bit. We, I just wanted to get on the mics. We're already starting to talk about <laughs> whose grades are finalized and whatnot. And so we're getting there for sure. So yeah, let's let's just talk some prospects so far. Um, I know combined we don't have a ton of no. final grades necessarily, but that's going to change for sure in the in the coming weeks. Just because I don't know about you, Mason. I like to have a lot of the Senior Bowl guys done, yeah, before that that begins, just so there's a baseline there and like, oh, what do we what do I want to see? Uh, but what what is what's if you want to co- bring up a couple prospects you've graded already or just some thoughts on some guys, wherever you want to start, go on ahead. I like to look at, obviously, defensive backs first off, just because I worked with them this year here at Whitewater. Um, it was kind of difficult to find some tape because I like to do three games. And then, of course, Ringo has the bad game against, quote-unquote, bad game against Ohio State. So I want to wait on that just to see what truly happened. Um, but I've really taken a look at, Four safeties, probably four of the top five, excluding uh, the Texas A&M one. Is that Antonio Johnson correct? Yes. 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 So um, safety has kind of been my go-to. Um, okay. I found three that I would take a stab at. Honestly, specifically one, which I know you definitely agree with. That guy um, needs to be a Packer. Yes. Desperately needs to be a Packer. But yes. I will say I was – I guess disappointed in Jordan Battle a little bit. Not even a little bit, probably a lot of it. Just like the lack of, I don't want to say effort, but that just kind of seemed like it was a little bit just well, at times in the run game. You said it. Yeah, um, I did say it. <laughs> really quick, as, as you're going through safeties, what's like, because I, I think it's good to give people kind of what the process looks like a little bit under wraps when you're grading. Yeah. What are you looking for at the safety position? I know some guys obviously are going to be more, you know, nickel box players. Yeah. Others are going to be roof guys, but what are you looking so, for? I was told the like kind of first look at like if they can like see the field, that's like the biggest thing. You can't teach instincts, you can't teach like athleticism and everything. Like so I was like instincts, like change of directions, huge. 
And then also kind of like physicality a little bit, kind of like run support, tackling stuff. You can teach coverage, but you can't teach like instincts and just want to have it. So. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. I think it's when you have like like you said, we're living in this 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 too high quarters, yeah. quarter, quarter, half. We're living in a lot of this world right now. And I agree. I think when you have somebody who understands playing top down, understands, you know, is just, yeah, like you said, it, great at understanding what route concepts are coming from, what formations and, and studies up and is willing to be controlled aggression in terms of where they're attacking coverage wise. Yeah. Those are the players, like you said, you could tell that have that and are working at just to be that much better every time in the film room, every time that like, so when you have what this, this world, it's nice to be able to have guys who can play roof and, and fill alley. Like you said, tackle run box and have all the change of direction skills. So that's, they're becoming more important. Yeah. Like, especially like this year for Green Bay. Like we're gonna be talking about safeties up until the draft. Yep. Um, we'll get more to the safety hole conversation for like Green Bay, but like I want to just say like another thing is like clearly having like a command. Like you talk about it with like linebackers, but like we kind of I've heard it that like it goes through the safeties more at times just to get everybody on the same page because they can see everything. And so like a guy like Brandon Joseph who transferred just this year, he's like pointing stuff out. You can see it on film. He's telling people where to go. That's another thing that I look for, like knowing like what's coming before it even happens. Yeah. He might I didn't be... think the film was as bad this year as people were making no. it So what I thought last year what the issue was is angles when he filled yeah. Northwestern. That was a lot of a, a, an issue where you're like, okay, you, you have to be taking better angles of football you know, you have to understand who you're playing against, you know, what their speed is, how, you know, a proper angle to take against the run, I think was, was a big problem. And then when they saw the interception production went down, yeah. which is an extremely, it's a flop. It's a bunch of variables have to go into that. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of took him off the radar a little bit. I think he might be the closest guy we have to, Oh, would I trust this guy in middle field, close single high oh, yeah. coverage. That's yeah. It starts and even might end. Yes. With him. I don't know if I, I'm looking up and down the list. I've only graded like four of these guys, but based on what I've seen from most of them, I don't think there is another. No. What What are your thoughts on him? On Joseph? Yeah. Um. I mean, like I said earlier, obviously the Northwestern tape was good. I think I did two of each, okay. two from Northwestern, two from uh, this year at Notre Dame. Um, uh, typically, like, I was surprised by, like, the man coverage, like, when he was tasked with it, because, like, sometimes you have to do it, say if he's playing nickel, which he sometimes was. Like, I wrote down, like, he doesn't have to typically play it very much. I said that his route recognition really, like, excelled there. Like, his change of direction just to squeeze the top of the routes off, he makes throws way more difficult than they should be for the quarterback just because of instincts, route recognition, change of direction, short area burst. Um, obviously ball skills pop off the charts, even though it wasn't as like big this year, because guess what? Guess who wasn't being thrown at? So, I mean, concerns, I mean, it's, 
I like to see it from a safety, but like a lot of times I understand like sometimes those players don't, you know, want to tackle as much. They aren't as physical as yeah. they sometimes used to be. So that's kind of like my main concern for him. Yeah. There's one safety where I both both of us just are pretty much practically drooling over. Giddy about this, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you can start. I'm giddy about this guy. I, I it's funny because we were taught we we talked about a lot about Lewis Scene. Yes. Last year. And Daxton keep going Hill. back some of yeah, Daxon Hill, but Lewis Scene specifically because he's on this team. You 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 saw Lewis Seen, but you're like, man, who's this other guy that's like yeah. just making play after play around here? Because like I came into that Georgia Clemson game, I was like, okay, you know, I look at these guys on defense. Oh, okay, cool. This Christopher Smith guy, he had a pick six. That's cool, nice, awesome. You know, he's in what what year is it now? For what year is this for him now? Yeah, he, he was a four, he was a senior last year in his fourth yeah. year, and I was like, oh, nice, the cool senior bowl guy. He went back. I'm like, oh, okay. Interesting. Didn't didn't come out. Took the extra year. <laughs> Good for him taking yeah. that extra year. My goodness. Oregon game. Uh, yeah, he basically did everything that you could ask for for a safety in that yeah. Oregon game. Disrupting at the catch point, playing physical, fill the alley, closing speed. Like, and he's gonna tackle man. Like I, size wise, I understand maybe the concern. I know the Senior Bowl listed him as a corner. I think it. that's a Plays little weird. A he'll probably, yeah, he'll probably play a little bit of that, but like, man, top down. Oh, yeah. Like the ability to close, you know, he he's instantly reading where the quarterback's looking. He's got the picks. and He's proven that, how quickly he can close. Ball skills are fine. He catches it naturally. Like, please. Yeah. I, 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 some Packer fans are sick of George defenders. Whatever. I don't care if, if, if Jalen we get Carter and Christopher Smith, those are the two guys. Please get one. We're not going to yeah. get Carter, so please get Christopher Smith. They yeah. need safeties. Yes. Anything one, you'd like to add on him? Yeah. One specific note like, I wrote down Oregon game like numerous times. And then I also like one specific play. They did, Oregon did some type of reverse action, but had like a flea flicker on to it. And so, yeah. number one, he didn't bite on re- the reverse action. Number two, the first read for Bo Nix, he completely capped the like Nix looked there and he just couldn't throw it. Yep. And obviously the ball wasn't thrown there, but you don't you don't see that without yeah. looking at the film. Yep. So that was just like he knows what's coming. He can see, hey, there's reverse coming, but hey, this receiver is screaming downfield. Wait a second, that's not normal. Yeah, that was like number one. I, I think that was like the first game I watched. I'm like, do I really need to watch another game? Yeah, no, I. Then that's the thing, right? Like some some evaluators will turn it on, and they're like guys like that, where they're like, oh, he has done everything in this game. Yes, he's on the board, yeah. no doubt. Don't even think about it. We'll we'll put him where we need to, where we think he's gonna go. We want him on this team. It, like, and I think it's very fun. Like the, the the Ringer NFL Draft Show. If you listen to it yeah. a little bit last year, there was you know Ben Solak. This kind of like the thing where they basically asked about a player, good or bad. He basically said like immediately. And I think that, that there is some merit to that. I think the first gut can tell you a lot of things. The more you yeah. go in deeper and deeper, if you go if you're watching like eight nine games, you're gonna nitpick so much to yourself oh, that yeah. you're gonna go insane. 
And so sometimes it's just best to just kind of go off of vibes a little bit and be like, yeah, yeah this, this guy's doing, but obviously in a technical standpoint, but like, again, you watch an Oregon game. That's a good team. That's a got a lot of weapons. They, they, it's a consistent football team and, and Georgia ripping a new one, but man, Christopher Smith yeah. was all over the place in that game. That's it. That's it. Cause like, I remember, remember he, I remember he, I, he, he filled the yeah. stat sheet in that game and I saw him at the top cause I was at a wedding during this game. So it's like, oh, nice. Okay, I'm gonna go back watch this game immediately, and I watched it immediately afterwards. Yeah, and obviously didn't have didn't have the all 22 yet, but to see some replays where he's making the plays downhill, and and they showed the flea flicker replay where he took it away, like you said, that was it. Like, and I, for those who have listened to the pod all fall, I mentioned him basically every game Georgia had that was a big game. Watch 29. Yeah, he's good. He's good. <laughs> I have our chat pulled up from Monday afternoon, which was the national championship game. And so that's right. I, we were talking about like the show. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm like going to be able to do stuff. And then yeah. like four hours later, the yeah. first message I send him is like, who forces the fumble? Yep. Dot, dot, dot. Nine yep. minutes later, force fumble and touchdown saving tackle. Yeah. The touchdown saving tackle. The dude who's, who's, it was, was he wide? Was it the one he was wide open? He was and wide had- open. And they had to, yeah, and he had to go over and say, yeah. He makes plays when making plays. It's insane. I'm hoping the Packers don't just view him as a nickel. That's the only thing I'm a little concerned about size wise. But like, I've seen enough. He can play the roof. He can play, you know, deep half. I, I'm not at all concerned if that's, if that's what Green Bay is going to stick with. They're going to stick with a lot of quarter, quarter, half and deep half stuff. We're good. Just move Savage down to the slot. Make sure you got and two guys back there and let Chris Smith be one of them. I will put a like we were positive right now. I'll put probably a little bit of a <laughs> negative can. Can. stamp on yeah. to end this. He's not perfect. There's no doubt. No. Not not even for for Smith. He has his issues, like he's yeah. inconsistent in tackling. I'm yeah. gonna like move on because like I can worry about Chris Smith yeah. yeah. all day. Yep. And I think you view this player in the same way. This player I've viewed, I've had like six full grades. That tells you where I'm at in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Four safeties, I've done two receivers. One receiver I view very highly. One receiver I, it very much so depends on the landing spot. I'm going to say four teams right now, and you're going to get it right away. Baltimore, Kansas City, Chargers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'd... We'll get there. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's yeah. <laughs> nope. I know who it is, uh, but we'll get there. But did you want to hit on the the safety that we view the same or, or was that not the same? That was the same one. Smith. Oh, I thought you were talking about another safety that we viewed the same. That was like, maybe not quite we're what talking we were. Battle or. Oh no. Did you, did you, have you not graded the other Alabama safety yet? No, Branch? you have. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think he was. I think I he mean, might yeah, have to play Savage's role as the problem, right? yeah, in terms of a Packers perspective of this. Yeah. So I have him like. I'm not. I don't have like full round grades and anything on these guys yet because I want to like see what I have and everything. But I was just from like the top twenty talk. I was like, really. There's a no little safety bit. that deserves that. No. There's no safety that deserves that. I feel like it's kind of complete opposite of what we talked about with what I talked about with um Joseph Jordan Bat or ba- oh oh like, yeah I mean the coverage instincts for Branch like threw me off 
like completely. Like I man coverage, no. Yeah. Like not good. Um I feel like most of his vision and zone coverage is solely on the quarterback, like every single time. Like there's guys running past him and it's in what appears to be a zone and the pass goes over his head and everything. I think I was kind of frustrated with it just because I expected more and I didn't like see it. It might be like a, I might go back at some point, but I feel confident in it. Was the Texas game one of the games? Yes. Okay. I know Ryan briefly yeah. talked about this on this feed earlier in the week about branch of that Texas game. Yeah. A little bit. Like I mentioned, Texas and is it man? Yeah. I don't know which receiver he was against in Texas. Might have been like, Whittington. Yeah. I think it was Whittington. So I think it was Whittington, and he just got like I know Branch is like quick. Whittington's good. I can't believe he's yes. got back, to be honest. And so like I watched it and it wasn't even like just the one play. Like I feel like after that he gave up what should have been a touchdown, like his play was just completely off. For the rest of the game, I yeah, I think he's still a steady player. Yes, um, I think obviously had the splash plays in the in the in the Kansas yeah. State game, but a lot of that's roaming around the line of scrimmage, being a nickel. Yeah, what you mentioned again are the quicks enough to handle an Amon Ross St. Brown of sorts? Yes, right. I don't know. I know he's now <laughs> like, going to be because he's been mentioned so much already. So many Packers mocks and everything are going to be talking about him at fifteen. Yeah, I don't. I would not touch that. No, I'm not touching him at this. If we're talking at forty six, yes. Now you have my attention, but at the same time, Brandon Joseph and Christopher Smith might also still be there at forty six. Yeah. I'm taking if so... you're having a conversation that like Branch at nineteen or like. 15 and Joseph and Smith in a second. Give me the other yeah, two. I need it. 100%. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, like we said, I think the safety class is pretty underwhelming um, as a whole. Like, like we talked, yeah. like Joseph and, and Smith, are, we like them. I, I freaking love Christopher Smith, but like, yeah. <laughs> what's the cap on the expectation here? Like, this isn't like, oh my gosh, Christopher Smith, top 10. Like, no question. Like, hold on. <laughs> like, that. The, the the meat of this class is going to be day two period. Yeah, I I fr- I've only seen a game and a half of Antonio Johnson. Interesting. I I watched bits and pieces. Interesting. And I thought I was literally watching like a linebacker. Yeah. Just because he's so big. Is he Jamal Adams? <laughs> Current <laughs> Jamal Adams. Is he Jamal Adams? He's he's going to test out of his mind. Yeah. But like. Is he only playing the box? That is a question we're going to have. JL Skinner. I need to watch more. I need more. All Skinner's going to be interesting. He's got a ton of size, you know, and he, he wants to knock your head off. Yeah. Um. I remember. Uh. So I think it was. Yeah, it was. I think. Day after Thanksgiving with Skinner, I was like, oh, sweetie, they're playing. I think they're playing maybe Nevada oh, shoot, or Fresno State. I don't remember who they did, whoever they didn't play in the title game. And I was like, all right, sweet. Let's watch him. You know, this is an early game. There's only a few games on. Let's watch Skinner. And he gets ejected for targeting the first quarter. Yeah. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Um, Wasn't he? He was the one that like 
I was scrolling through Twitter one day, and it wasn't he the one that was just like, yeah, half of my targeting penalties aren't even like targeting. Yes, he like, definitely is. Yeah. He's got like a very much a Brian Dawkins attitude oh, yeah. to him uh, when he plays, which is again, it it's, depends on which way you look at it. Um, yeah. Um, if I were like managing the NFL um, <laughs> policy on safety. Uh, I'd be a little concerned about him, um, but if we, you know, if we can hone it in a little bit, like again, it's great that he plays aggressive. Let's just hone it in a little bit, and we're going. Yeah. Um, do you want to pivot to receiver quick, and then yeah, give the elevator pitch because obviously we're going to get deeper in these positions. But I figured yeah. what Mason has done is what we can talk about a little bit as as we're going here. And yeah. Obviously, I think we'll probably next week be going to the quarterbacks heavily. Yes. And. and a lot further, but yep. Let's talk receiver a little bit here, because the Packers might need one per se. Should need one. Take <laughs> the Ohio State one. Please. <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Okay. Perfect. We're in agreement. I think that's the pick. Sign us up. Perfect. Yeah, I think we're, we're in agreement <laughs> that Jackson Smith and Jake in the first, and Christopher Smith in the second. And um, honestly, the third round punt. Um, you should definitely punt or move up, you know, how many ever spots it takes to get out of the third round. Or just move out completely and get in. Yeah. Another four. They need to figure out, you know what, if you, need to, if, you need to, if you need to sacrifice next year's third to get into the second round yeah. this year, just do that. Yeah. Please. Please. Okay. Receiver. What do you got for me? Again, I've only graded two. Yes, but this do is, we... this is fine. Who do you want to talk about first? Everything I've seen of like two guys that I have not graded, like Smith and Jigba and then Josh Downs. Like if JSN's off the board, trade down, give me Josh Downs. Any day of the week. I'm, Any I'm day of the in. week. I'm in dog. Of, I'm in. Of the two I've graded, which we'll get into the one I'm not high on, but Jordan I Addison. The, I know the two. <laughs> Jordan okay. Addison is a rock star. Like yes. He's I think Probably it's not like last year's class. One, I think it's not like last year's class at all. Where there's like this elite prospects, but like if you need a armed and ready wide receiver too, Jordan Addison's probably your guy. Yes, I agree. Um, we were talking in between the break. Calvin Ridley is a really good, like perfect cop, perfect cop. Yep. Like I love the route running. I love the nuance he has. Like. He, you can tell he like looks at the leverage and just can study everything like pre-snap, and yeah. like he knows what he wants to run. But if he sees something, he can switch where he wants to go, like mid route. Yeah. He can drop the weight, sink, and and the the ability for him to to change direction. Like if you hit him with oh, like yeah. a blaze out, like oh my goodness, can he turn so efficiently on that break? He's really good at middle field stuff too. He can get guys turning vertically because he's got enough speed on him to to get guys to open up. He's going to be able to peel off. He's not. He doesn't have to say square on those. You know, on those in breakers. You know, he can stay fluid on the turn. But honestly, like he gets creative as well when the ball's in his hands, and whether it be you know picking up an extra few yards to get one defender to miss, or or you know if you're going to give him some some stuff. At the line of scrimmage, which USC did a little bit as well this year, like he's going to do a lot for you. And 
Yeah, I mean, this is I mean, if he's in the right spot. Yeah. There's a chance you can have him as your one potentially. But just going to have he needs to he needs to have more answers when quick jam comes his way. Because he has enough functionally in terms of the twitch, in terms of the change of direction, to be able to handle that consistently, it's just about baking that in to the release yeah. every time you're out there. Did you have like any concerns with his like ability to get off of press at all? Oh yeah, yeah. Because like the Stanford game, like he was getting tossed. Yeah, that's the Direct problem. The where I, yeah, that's the problem where it's like if you're. If you're going to be a one, you need to have a better answer for that on a consistent yeah. basis. And what's maybe a little bit more frustrating with Addison is be- you can tell that he should have yeah. more answers. And that's honestly an okay thing because coaches are going to be able to see, okay, he has all of these in the toolbox. Let's just get it refined for when he's going to face some of these guys. And that's where I think the ability to potentially be that low-end one is possible, like a Calvin Ridley, because he can do a lot of different things. As a route runner, he can he can get down the field. He's not the fastest, yeah, but he's going another- to be faster than some of these guys that, that I think we're going to be talking about more down the line. Like, if he's going to have a better chance to win vertically than uh, Jackson Smith and Jake. Yeah. Um, then, you know, some of the bigger guys, but like, I, I like him a good deal. If he, yeah, I, I think there's a good chance. He is the number one guy in this class. And I know yeah. that's not like, it feels like an indictment on the class, but he's like a, a good player. And yeah. I really appreciated like the different things he did with the ball in his hands to like get extra yardage. Like, Oh, yeah. the, uh, a lot of the times he would send them on bubbles and screens, and obviously that gets him in a space where he's able to get more yardage. But he made guys miss up and miss an open space. Like yes. he put a move on a guy. He oh, yeah. like once he was getting had initial contact, he didn't just go down. You could see the feet still moving, mm-hmm. and like you can see he wants it. Like you've already mentioned, like we've talked about, like release not sometimes there. Do you have any? I wrote down a lot of just only slot a lot. Yeah. I mean, he was like, I don't know. It was like 88% slot. I think Yeah, by the end, by the, by the end of last year, this year, much less. So the splits are a lot better, mm. but like you said, he's still getting pushed around by some big guys. And when you have enough, like what he can do lateral displacement wise in terms of release, in terms of a route break, it gives me a little bit more confidence because it's like, okay, you just need to bake that into release, get in his head, all camp, work on yeah. planting. Cause Devonta Smith really does this well for being 170 pounds is how wide he gets with the release. And then the ability to get upfield in a hurry. And I, Addison's a good enough athlete to do that. So, yeah, I really like him. I think like mid first, perfect, like whatever team, maybe yeah. like a, I mean, I, I highly doubt it like gets to that point, but like Minnesota, if they want to really oh for sure get their Adam Thielen replacement, I think Addison would really felt well fit well there. Yeah, Tennessee might be asking a lot of him if he yeah. draft him honestly because I don't think Burks has a lot of answers. 
at the moment in terms of release route running capabilities. He's kind of like, oh, run deep, catch contested ball against this guy, run these short breakers and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, New England might be just perfect. Baltimore, yeah, that that's a Baltimore pick right there. If that's anything, yeah, right they're just you know, Decosta stands. Um, do you want to talk about the receiver quick, or do you want to get into that Green Bay pitch a little bit here? We can. I just want to like. Jalen Hyde is very like scheme dependent. Like for me, like depending on like where how high he goes, it just yeah. it could range so much. Like I know you had him to Baltimore if I was correct in your latest mock that you put out. Yeah. So I, I just think he's gonna run way too fast not to be a first round pick. Yeah. Because he's actually I, I think he is legitimately six foot. Yes. Which that also helps because you're like, oh, there's this four two guy. Also, he's 5'8 and 179 pounds or something. It's yeah, like, it's not no, that. No, right. This guy's pretty thick for, for a fast guy, which is a great thing. And, of course, it's probably a good thing to put on film that your best game is against Alabama, too. Yes, so. that is very helpful. But uh, Six, 207 and 5. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Unreal. But. Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. Elevator pitched me. I just don't even know what to say at this point because, like, I like I understood like the roster was probably not in the best shape, but like a lot of change has happened this offseason. And I don't know if a lot of people are ready for it. Like we've talked about yeah. it quite a bit, like in the past with like our guys Chris and MJ, like the whole Rodgers and Love thing two years ago. I know and it it's feels still that ongoing. Feels a long time. It's been a long time. And it's still time. ongoing. You like on a scale of one to ten, Aaron Jones has to be at like a nine and a half to be gone, correct? Yeah. They're not he's yeah. gonna what is it? What is his cap hit? Like almost twenty. It's twenty. 20. Lazar, did you see the press conference? Yeah. I'm he's not gone. upset. I'm not that upset. Um yeah, he's but, gone. But it is a guy who, you know, yeah, locks his butt off and catches the football. So I'm never yeah. gonna like turn away from those guys, but you might have a new starter at quarterback, running back, wide receiver two, tight end. I mean, what do they want to do with Bakhtiari at this point? Boy. The problem is, might... is, is, yeah, there's so many cuts that I'm like, oh, if they cut this person, then first round priority shifts to There's this. a lot. Or because, like, if you're, if Bakhtiari's not coming back, uh, yeah. You need a tackle. <clears throat> yeah, you need tackle now. Um Roderick and I hate Jones. To, and come I on yeah, down. and I hate to break it to you guys. The good ones are going early. Yes. Because uh like everybody everybody loves picking Darnell Wright as like a third round pick and like when they do simulators, he's not, not happening, round. folks. He's the Chiefs might take him at wherever they're picking in the first. The North Dakota State kid, he's not going in the fourth and fifth round like the no, PFF mock says. No, he's going top 50. It's um, what Anton, else? You, Anton I mean, Harrison's probably going in the first yeah. for sure. Like there's no I, even I don't even think it's a question at this point. I think he's going top 30. Yeah. Like like if Pittsburgh, that's like Pittsburgh all the way. Say the top 3 are gone, Pittsburgh definitely yeah. needs a tackle yeah. or a corner. Denver's got a pick. Denver's going to pick one. Yeah, like you're gonna run out a lot of options. Yeah, very quick. And then, what do you want to do with pass rusher at this point? Because is Preston gonna be available? Probably not. Like, don't get me wrong, I loved Hollins as an addition midway through the year. I think he earned himself maybe a roster spot for next year at this point. Enigbari looks very, very good as the number. Yes, 
And so I question the number two though. Yes. He's asked to be the number and, two. And of course we're going to talk about it for months. We were talking about it last year, all throughout the process. What are you doing at safety? What's the plan? We don't know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm dying to find out like, yeah, they're, they're, they're all over the place. There are just so many options that I feel like in the last two months, I'm like, Oh, they could go here. They could go here. Yeah. They could go here. But at the same it's, time, I'm like, man, take Jackson Smith and Jigba, you fools. It's it does it really change much what? if you get the extra picks. If well, say if you, you get do the picks trade. in a Rogers trade, then then we're well, yeah. Oh boy. That's gotta happen at this point, right? Yeah. If if he comes back, you gotta trade him. Like if he doesn't retire, you have to. Because you're already in like I think so. You're otherwise you're, you're trading that, love. Yeah. There's no way he's sitting for a fourth year. No, he's not. There's no way he shouldn't. At that this point. that report is that report is 100 percent real. Yeah, there's that report he is 100% real. He showed during the Philly game, like he showed toward the end of the Minnesota game, a few good things. Yeah, like I like, I think it's time for something to happen. Time. Either Rodgers, I mean, you say how much? It's a yeah. lot. Again, I was totally fine after the loss to Tampa Bay. Wait. I was like, okay, like they're yeah. right there. We're good. We're running it. We're 100% running this back. Like, I, I totally yeah. understood that. But then it's like the last dance, the way it ended, Adams, you're shipping off, but you're not shipping off. It's like you're you're half committing to this thing. You can't half commit. This year. Like, I didn't you can't half commit. It, it, this, is, this is exactly where I felt like we'd be. I thought we'd be in the playoffs, to be honest. Yeah. I thought, okay, 10 and 7, potential exit early because they're just – they're not going to be able to do this – no, with with what the turnover is going to be, but like, I got a lot of I mean, a lot of things. We can do. talk about it all the time. Like, is it a Raiders? Is it a, the Jets? Is Raiders, it Carolina to Raiders, send them? Jets Titans? I feel like are are top of the list at the moment. Yeah, like at Washington. I don't know. Washington's like screams car to me. Yeah, yeah. Like we could talk about it for so long. So long. Like, it, good thing we have three months to do so. We got a lot of time, and, and we're going to be talking a lot. The prospects of what the Packers are going to do. So make sure make sure you're tuned in because there's there's a lot to talk about. We're going to be doing as much as we can for you guys. Again, I, I think the idea of team and, and prospect kind of separate looks during the week is, is a good thing. It gives you like, oh, I want to focus here. I want to focus here. Uh, Mason, yeah. as we uh, finish the show, where can they find you real quick? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Thompson22Mason. I am currently not writing anywhere. I am just doing my reports in my own little Google document sheet because I don't honestly know if I'll have enough time to do a lot of these just for somebody I'm not going to put that burden on them. So I'm just doing it for my own entertainment at this point and for you guys as well. And you, you know, you can follow me at Jake NFL draft. We'll be doing a lot of stuff in NFL mocks. Got the cheese TV draft guy doing receivers. It's going to be a good time. Can't wait to tell everybody to take all these guys uh, <laughs> at receiver, but um, again, make sure you're tuned in and make sure you're, you're ready for the draft and the offseason on the speed. It's going to be a great time. And uh, we will catch you guys very, very soon. May not be a week, maybe shorter. We'll see you next time, guys.